you podcast in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Real Bad Takes. I'm Peter. It's with me always, or Dave and Andrew. Yo. Hello. And that was a f- quote from the film Reservoir Dogs, uh, the first feature film directed by the one and only Quentin Tarantino, which is the subject of today's podcast. This is prob- this is one of the episodes that we talked about doing for a long time, and we finally have the opportunity to do it, and uh, we're really excited about it. Um, Andrew, I know that you, you know, Tarantino is... One of your favorite favorite directors? Yeah, one of his. Yeah. Okay. It's appropriate. Uh, <laughs> at this, and you were at this probably you juncture. were pushing. I think when we first talked about doing this podcast, yeah, you were probably most looking forward to this episode. So how do you feel about it? Like finally coming, like that it has arrived. This is here. Honestly, like, kind of. I don't know. I've recently been just like thinking through Tarantino's stuff, and we can get into it as we as we talk about it. But I'm happy to talk about Tarantino. I enjoy all of his movies very much, but not to the extent that I sort of used to. So okay. is this where like our the, first movies? Well, yeah, we can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, what was your? We're gonna talk a little bit about just to give a layout of the podcast. We're gonna talk about some experiences or experiences with Tarantino from the outset. Uh, how we were introduced to his his filmography, and maybe how those thoughts have changed over time. And then we'll take a break, and then we will run through our ranking of all ten. Even though Tarantino really only counts them as nine, ten feature length Tarantino movies. These only count the movies that he's directed. Uh, not written, so movies like True Romance or Natural Born Killers or even Crimson Tide were not included, as well as um, uh, I believe he was credited for a little bit. I learned this last week that he was credited as a director on Sin City for like one scene. Mm-hmm. That will not be also not yeah, be included yeah. in our rankings either. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do our ranking from 10 through 1, uh, and uh, that's basically how the podcast will go. But yeah, back to Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, first experiences of Tarantino... So how kind were you of first introduced. Him? Yeah, it coincides with like as I was getting into movies my sophomore year of college. So I was an RA in a dorm, and pretty much every night I would order a large amount of McDonald's nuggets. Nice. <laughs> and I would throw in a movie. Like forty or like, like like you know twenty, give or take another twenty. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, you know I was kind of doing research into directors. This is where I really started to like invest in you know the Coen Brothers, like Quentin Tarantino. Um, Villeneuve, like some of this stuff, just understanding more about the movie making process was really interesting to me at the time. And so the first Tarantino movie I watched was Django Unchained, which is like kind of an interesting one to have be your first one. And I actually would like to go rewatch it, just having mm-hmm. Tarantino's style in mind now. I remember liking it. I remember being like very kind of taken aback by just like the style. Cause you know, he does like those, I think that movie is full of his like close up zooms and like mm-hmm. a lot of his very stylized things, which was interesting. Uh, and then from there, I think it was actually a bit before my next one. Um, yeah. So then I just started to watch other stuff and, uh, yeah, really, really enjoy his movies. Dave, uh, thoughts on Tarantino? How were you first introduced to him? And do you consider him one of your favorite directors or how do you view his films? One of my favorite. Um, I'm looking forward to any movie he's going to make. I look forward to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Um, when it came out in 2019. Um, but one of my favorite, I don't know if I would consider him one of my favorite. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, the first movie I watched from him was a freshman year. Of high school or college? Of college. Okay. Um, and the first movie I've watched, I know this for, I don't know if it's, oh, it was, it's rising uh, freshman year. So this is the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched um, Reservoir Dogs. That was my first one. Nice. And I That's a great, that's a good way to start. And I absolutely loved movie. it. Um. And then from there, I watched um, Pulp Fiction, 
um, Jackie Brown, all those th- those movies. Um, and then stopped at Death Proof for a little bit because Death Proof was pretty bad. And so I stopped. We'll get into that, yeah. And then uh, and then watched Hateful Eight and finished it. Uh, finished the movies yeah, in college. Boy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. For me, uh, part of the reason I think that this this podcast is happening so late, even though we talked about doing it very early, is because when we started this podcast, I had seen a grand total of one Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. I had seen one Tarantino movie. That movie was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I saw that uh, when it came out in theaters in 2019. Yep. Uh, this was not something that I would have really sought out on my own, but shout out to uh, Andrew Stewart and Taylor Dixon for pulling me into the theater. So we watched that. Uh, I, w- I remember seeing it in theaters for the first time, not really understanding it. And they told me, they were like, this movie's amazing. You just got to watch it again. And I think I watched it at least three more times. Uh, and by that time, I completely loved it. It's one of my, I think, in our top 10 list that we put, the podcast we did a few weeks ago, this was my number six. Uh, so loved this movie. Uh, but I hadn't gotten around to really watching any of the other ones, uh, any of his other films. And so slowly over the last nine months, I have watched all of the other ones. Uh, in the last year, so uh, and that's why we're doing it now is just because I just I just finished it and uh, finished them, and so I'm really excited to talk about them. I don't have a ton of experience with all of his films or sitting in them, but I've I've rewatched a few of them during that time as well. So uh, and I think this will be this will be an interesting discussion because I think we all are coming from different perspectives on Tarantino, where we were first introduced and you know how much time we've been able to sit with him. Um, Andrew, you mentioned that your evaluation of Tarantino has changed, especially because. Uh, you mentioned that Hateful Eight is you can the director's cut. You consider still yep favorite movie ever made. Yep, uh, and you also included Bastards in your top ten and Glorious Bastards. That's true. Um, That's true. Also, I forgot to mention he's one of my favorite directors, Tarantino. After watching all ten of his movies, one of my favorite directors okay. for sure. Solid. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, anyway. I get it. Uh, I think I'm like not just Tarantino, but I'm kind of like recently been reconsidering a lot of different just like directors and movies and like what it even means to enjoy movies like me and dave had several of these conversations after watching old boy of like what it means to even enjoy a movie and that, like, that that's a film yeah, that would make you yeah that, that elicits movies like, yeah or your life like <laughs> but i just remember that you know i just like have been thinking about what exactly it means to enjoy a movie over like you know what movie would you like to watch like rewatch over and over versus like enjoyment of just like the art form and so just kind of rethinking a lot of that and like figuring out how Tarantino fits into that, like, filter. But I still do really love Hateful Eight for a bunch of different reasons. Um, But, yeah, so, like, kind of deconstructing a lot of different directors that I, like, used to really, really love and still respect a lot, for sure. But just kind of, like, shifting kind of priorities and what I look for in movies. It's a fascinating process I'm getting to witness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So is that... So you said that Hateful Eight is still your favorite movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. Has it change your view of any other Tarantino films or is this is it reshuffle your rankings at all because we are doing a rankings later yeah yeah, yeah. Are, were you surprised by re-evalu- through your reevaluation process about any changes in your rankings potentially I don't know I don't know if it's rankings so I don't much know as, like, what your process yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah, yeah. so I'm trying to get at what you're, I don't know if, what you're how much of it is rankings versus like when I was first kind of looking into movies as just a hobby and like seeing Django before you became a podcast right right yeah. right before it got real serious yeah real serious uh, yeah I, you know, I think it's a really tempting thing for people to act as though Quentin Tarantino has like uh, reinvented the wheel or like, you know, done something completely revolutionary with movies, which is an easy thought to like maybe understand because his movies are very different, I'd say, from like a lot of other mainstream movies. Other than like, I think you could make an argument for some Scorsese crime thrillers, but I think 
kind of, yeah, maybe just kind of not putting Tarantino as high of a pedestal as I used to. Mm. Not so much the rankings of his movies. I, I think it's just more kind of in, a, in even like a top-down sense of like what makes a good director, et cetera. Yeah. Dave, do you have anything to add as a third party viewing this? As having a front row seat to, <laughs> I this, mean, to these changes? I think it's kind of started once we started watching more Tarantino's, Tarantino's to prepare for this pod. That's, yeah. Because you had only seen a few. Well, no, I was, only missing, few. I was only missing the Kill Bills and Jackie Brown. And uh, Death Proof. Well, yeah, I'm still missing yeah. Death Proof. Still missing Death Proof. Because I was told not to watch it. So yeah. I was yes. like, right, um, I, I told. Yeah. And like, guys along. I still watched it. Good for you. Yeah. And, you know, I feel sorry. <laughs> yeah. It took us months to like finish off those last few because we are watching like a bunch of other stuff yeah, for yeah. other podcasts or just like general interest. Salute. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, it's been really interesting to watch like. Yeah. And like when we talk about like when we used to talk about like his other movies too, all those movies kind of went down and rank like stars mm-hmm. then you would have put them and yeah. you're like and i think there was a realization of like oh a lot of his movies i don't enjoy as much as i thought i would yeah. which kind of as a whole fil- like as tarantino's filmography as a whole kind of brings him down yeah in your own opinion yeah but, yeah yeah and for contrast i think i've watched five tarantino movies in the last month that's awesome that sounds right yeah. so five or six so i kind of evolved that I physical think. media grand grind dude yeah but you got death proof on th- on Blu-ray? Yeah. It's a waste of oh, a Blu-ray. Oh, it's so sad. That's, yeah. It is what it is. But th- now that, like, I will... The only one I don't have on physical media is uh, Hateful Eight, which I will probably just buy in order to have all ten. Yeah. So, um, Good, but, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I might as well. If I have Death Proof, yeah, I, I was gonna say. I'd probably have Hateful Eight on there. Uh, anyway, so we're going to take a break uh, now and then come back with our tar- rankings of Tarantino movies starting at number ten. Booyah! Hey, your name, Mr. White, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Orange, Mr. Pink. Why am I Mr. Pink? He's the troublemaker. You silver tongue devil, you. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scouts. All right, ready? One, two, three! (laughs) Lay your palm flat on that tabletop! Don't be looking at me like that, all right? I can feel your look. You wanna fuck with me? You acting like a first year fucking thief. I'm acting like a professional. See how Peter's into your Nazi box. I love that stuff, you know, with the killing. A lot of killing. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. That's a bingo. Will you tell Miss Law goodbye? Bye, Miss Law. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time. I'm hungry. Let's get a taco. And we're back uh, with our Tarantino rankings. Uh, we'll be starting at number 10, although, you know, of course, Quentin only views these as nine movies. We're not going to be weird like that, and we're going to start... With our number ten, even although um, we're, I th- we're mostly start at the bottom and work our way yep. to the top, because Andrew hasn't seen the movie that will be on both Dave and I's bottom of our list. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the bottom of your list, Andrew well, is. Or we don't we, need to go in. We can go for us first. Yeah. Because okay. it's ten, and then we'll start Sounds at nine. Good. Okay. Yeah. So All right. Dave and I are going to talk about Death Proof for about thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Yes. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> so bad. What was bad about it? 
Um, um it was just boring. <laughs> I don't know. It's not very long for a Tarantino film. It's like an hour forty five. Yeah, it's about an hour forty five. And, and it yet, was still boring. It's still I, really I like dragged. watched halfway through it, like uh in high school, and uh then I was I was like, Whoa, there's still like another hour left and I was like, Frick. There's a pretty in- <laughs> there's a pretty incredible car chase scene. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like other it, than that. It's in like the later uh, yeah, half of the, the later, film. Later stages of the film. Um, I just not, wasn't connected to any of the characters. Yeah, the dialogue the, is weird. The dialogue is weird. The stuntman's weird. There's a lot of it's. It seems like he is paying homage to a lot of movies from like the 70s. I that mean, weren't that good. Yeah, I and mean. So then he made a movie that wasn't. I that mean, good. it was a part of a, a, yeah. a double Grindhouse, feature. Yeah. Grindhouse. The I mean, Grindhouse his feature. him as a director pays homage to like Sergio Leone, and I don't think like a lot of his movies are, like known to be. Like Titans. See, but cinema. I think I think the difference is is that I think some of the other films that we're going to mention that are like paying a lot of homage to those types of films still manage to be really good films and like kind right, of right, right. make the best version of those types of movies. Sure, sure. This is a movie that could be very well slotted into a lot of the similar movies, kind of campy yeah. like that. Yeah. And he just wanted to make a movie yeah. like that. And he got that, bullied a, for this film. Which <laughs> yeah. deserved. Except for Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was like, I love this movie. <laughs> the thing is though is that like it came right after like Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2 which are oh, like wow. really great. And yeah. so like this movie comes out and it's like oh it's it's like a weird it just really stands out in terms of his movies it's a much lower quality than the rest of his films um that's why it's very clearly dave dave was warning me he was like this movie's bad that's why andrew hasn't seen it like you guys don't need to watch this yeah like, just for i watched this movie. it just for completion's sake and yeah so anyway that's our number 10 uh going on to number nine andrew uh kill bill one okay i just thought that like first of all i don't i don't enjoy like what I don't enjoy like part one, part twos usually, uh-huh. and like Frick, I, I think again these are all all of Tarantino's movies are really really good. All right, what? I just thought of the really really good movies, Kill Bill one is Kill- his least really really good movie. I, okay, I I don't I don't understand that. We'll talk I, about it more about it later because he's that movie's pretty high up on my list. Yeah, okay, we can talk about it more then. Um, um, you're number nine, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. No, don't. Do don't. Do it. Um, it's the hateful eight. You suck. <laughs> you suck. Hey, guess what? <laughs> this is my number nine too. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Dave um, and I lockstep. Here we go. It's okay. Uh, not 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 so much after this one. I don't know. No, I know, but at least um, the first two lockstep. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's a good movie. I really enjoyed when I watched it. Yeah. I like everything that you kind of said with the like the small bits mm-hmm. that are like yeah. really cool details in the whole yeah. movie. I agree. Um. It's not your cup of tea. Um. I mean, it's like from like nine till three. It's all like very close. Yeah. Um. And 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 how much? That's I what I, I think. So too. I think a lot of engineers. Quentin Tarantino's movies are splitting hairs where it's like these are all very like we talked about very similar so it's like hard to yeah for me it's hard to differentiate in the middle kind of portion yeah and like from 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 like nine as we go higher it for me it gets increasingly more difficult to kind of I agree except one and two it's very diff- difficult was very difficult for me to be like oh this was better in this way but this was better in this right, way right. so I think I agree with that generally I think this is this was always very clearly on my bottom. Like this was always until I watched Death Proof. This was always my least favorite. Like it was not hard for me to slot in. This movie. yeah, I mean this like for me it was more of like I was putting stuff in. I'm like and it happened to be Hateful Eight at the end. I'm like yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't really for me. Yeah, so it was yeah. More no, sure. For me, for me, Hateful Eight was like this is the bottom. I don't really. I think this movie's this movie drags a lot. 
Um, Did you watch the director's cut? No, I didn't watch. It. I watched oh. the original. I, actually, cut. surprisingly, drags less than the actual. Yeah, that's cut. what that's, I was. It's about very to say. weird because like that's weird. There's more just engaging dialogue that like gets you from each plot point to plot. Okay. Also, maybe because it's divided into four parts mm-hmm. as a Netflix, I felt like I was watching a Netflix series. Okay. Rather than just one movie, so maybe that helped me. I watched it all in one sitting. So yeah, I did too. Fine. I think okay. it just I, honestly, I do think it was more just like there was more. It's funny. There's more dialogue, so you feel like it might, you know, dilute the movie, but it kind of helps yeah. push it from point to point. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, okay, so I yeah, yeah, I've only seen the original theatrical version, which drags a lot. Um, and frankly, I was not after I finished that. I'm like, I do not want to watch four hours of that. But maybe, maybe I'll give another look. Uh, but maybe. It was, Eh. It was still, if to. He, I, to be honest, if you didn't like the two and a half, I don't think you'll like the four. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was fine. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but like, it was not, I don't know. If yeah. you thought it dragged, I don't think the four hour it, would be It the drags a lot, and I don't. I just don't think that it is. There's a version of this movie that is like a lot. I was expecting more from Tarantino for something like this than I felt like I got. And um, and there's a the twist in this movie made me mad. I was like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I was like, that just seemed like a weird kind of twist. I just didn't like it. So it's there, a it's a fair critique. I think it for such an egregious twist, it explains a lot better than other movies with likewise egregious twists. Like I don't know, just sure. to, just to name like sure. if I had to, yeah, if I had to, Interstellar, like yeah. <laughs> See, but the thing is, is that I don't. <laughs> no, think, there's I, no thing. <laughs> no, but I but I I agree that like it's an egregious twist, but I don't think we I would be talking about movies with egregious twists as highly as you do. Fair. So Fair. like that, yeah. that's where I'm yeah. at. Where I'm like, this, no, I know. this is where I would evaluate movies with egregious twists. Right and you know, give it a week, we might have another, <laughs> a completely new top ten. <laughs> no, that won't happen. Okay. Anyway, so that's my number nine. Dave's number nine. Your number eight. Uh, number eight. We're Res- trying to move through these quickly so yeah. we can talk about Reservoir like- Dogs. Oh gosh. Eh, that's fine. Because the what? ending is dumb. I mean, yeah. He, I've like, I've, oh, I've, I've, I've yeah. yeah. Right. Bring me. Oh, it's because the guy gets shot. Stop. Oh, it's because. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. What? Stop it. I don't like it when people don't get get shot who shouldn't. I'll say it. You heard it here first. That's not the point. The whole point what of the Mexican mean? standout was that everyone dies. That was a point. That's, That's why great. It was, Make he it, shoots them both. He shoots them both. So, the guy who's already been shot shoots them both? Yeah, or the you other see guy? Bullets? He's not Can dead. you see bullets? He's not dead. He's still alive. Yeah. He shoots mm, them both. Yeah. I don't. I think it was like, it's been pretty like talked about that it is a gaffe. So it's not like. Oh, don't worry. You just missed something. It's like no, but it's a gaff. Like, it's a gaff, but it's it over it. But it's it does it doesn't like I don't think hinder the point it, of the very scene. much hinder. It's no. the point of the scene that everybody dies. No, because they're in a Mexican standoff. Like the whole point of that is that everyone's gonna die. The point of the ending is not the is not the sh- the shots fired. It's Tim Roth and Harvey Keitel yeah. being together and like that the way that that goes down. Yes, yes, I, yeah, yeah, but. To get there, you'd have to do this. Gap. I understand so why I this just, is so low. This actually, I do. Love, it doesn't surprise me. I do. I, I don't like it's this low, but yeah. I, I do love me. the dialogue in this yeah. movie. The dialogue in this movie is some of his best. Yeah, but it's just kind of so interesting how the smallest of details can. It's can not just a detail. Somebody gets shot. <laughs> Somebody gets shot, and they shouldn't. And then it doesn't have a little like thirty-minute like little offshoot to explain why there's another <laughs> bullet coming out of the same pistol. If they had done like twice, a little, bang, bang. yeah. If they had done a little flashback where somebody came in earlier, like Chain Tatum showed up and put a second bullet in his, oh I'm like, I'm there, Shut but up. I'm just not. All right, uh, let's move on. This actually, just to be to to credit Andrew, the first time I saw this movie, I was very much in his camp. Then I rewatched it and was like, no, this movie's a masterpiece. It's yes. so good. I think this is probably Tarantino's most rewatchable. We'll talk about yes. it later. Um, it's also just one of his shortest. It is. Yeah, it's like so that helps. Yeah, that like helps with rewatchability. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Dave, uh, Dave, Dave, you're number eight. I have to apologize to another person here. 
There I'm sorry, lockstep. <laughs> by my lockstep. We're, wow. Um, number eight is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't Whoa, what? I, I, see, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Now you're with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Wait, why? Why is this eight? Again. Again. I was putting movies yeah. on top nope. of Nope, okay. You can't defend. Okay, come on. Um, Give me a better explanation besides to, this is like... To be honest, when I watched this movie for the first time, dragged. I, I can't... That's fair. Why, first when time I it, it does drag. When I watched it for yeah. the second time, dragged a little less because I knew the beats of the movie. Yeah. But still kind of dragged. Okay. Which part? <laughs> All of it. No. <laughs> like everything uh, until like the last 30 minutes. I think Cliff's little like hang out with the hippies is a lot of, is like it's, really, really it's, good. Yeah. That's yeah. tense. That was a great tense yeah. 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> and then Hollywood. And then he beats up Bruce Lee. Are you just. <laughs> what? Are you going to pull a race card on me? I never said anything. Yeah, I didn't he, say a he word. He stopped it before he said anything. <laughs> No, I, I mean, that I scene was very enjoyable. That's like a very enjoyable scene. Um, I mean, Bruce Lee does have a special place in my dad's heart. So do you, <laughs> do you feel like the parts where it like goes back into um, Rick's, like, yeah. into his acting? I mean, if I, like... I understand that. Fair. It's interesting I mean, to me, to be, but to I understand why... To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, the last time I watched it was in 2020. No, no, I don't mean Rick's uh, Spaghetti Westerns. I mean, like, Rick with the kid and, like, talking about acting. He's like, yeah, oh, I've seen rules. Absolutely rules. I think it's great. I think I understand why it could drag if you're like, I don't... Because, I mean, you don't need to necessarily know the impetus for why... The Spaghetti Westerns helps more with the flamethrower than the talk with the kid so it's like no but like that that like th there was a lot of scenes that were interesting yeah but weren't enjoyable wow. does that make I, sense i get that. also it's like i've watched this like last time i watched this was in 2020 yeah and so or 2019 like yeah. i watched it i watched it twice in 2019 and you haven't watched it since i, I haven't watched it wow. since um, i, I disagree but i understand like but how you're getting again there. great movie yep i understand your fan them of this movie if they wanted to remake uh, hateful Eight, but have it just be the bar scene between DiCaprio and Pacino. I'd be in. Just the two. Wait, of them. what? I love that scene. The, uh, okay, that makes yeah. no sense. But ping. the man from Uncle, the girl from Uncle. I just love Pacino in that in that scene. Yeah, I'm just a big fine. fan. I'm a big Pacino's fan of Pacino. That movie. Um, yeah, what can I fine. say? Just like he's fine in Heat. Later podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Peter, oh, come on. You can't. All right, eight. Uh, my number eight is uh, Kill Bill Volume Two. Whoa! Oh Whoa! That's really low for uh, a Kill Bill movie. Um, I think <laughs> uh, this is the again. This is where like it becomes a little bit harder to, to split hairs, especially six, seven, and eight. Wait a minute ago, Dave said that, and you're like, I don't want to hear that excuse. No, 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 and now you're like, but wait, okay, it's real now. My point was, is I didn't want to hear that to be, like. I wanted him to actually explain why know, instead just, of just using just that as a, change, as a yeah. paper over. Uh, this movie, I think, drags a bit in the first part. I think the second half is. I think the second half is incredible. Um, the mm. second half of the film is really great. Sorry, uh, by that do you mean volume two? Because I agree. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I you mean, mean the second half of volume two. I mean, the, yeah, the second half of volume two is incredible. I would say the first half of volume two drags a little bit. Mm. I feel like that's where. It gets extended a little bit. Now that's where I'm a little bit less on board. But um, he had to put in the fluff, and he put in the fluff in volume one, like all the volume two stuff. He originally planned to have like. Was that really? Yeah. Okay. I think I read up on it, and I'm pretty sure I remember him being like he well, filmed basically a movie okay. in three quarters. Yeah. And um, Harv, shall yeah. we call him, was like, "Hey, you should like make this into two movies." He's like, "Nah." I got it. I'll release the three and a half hour, four hour movie. And he's yeah. like, "No, you should probably do two movies." He's like, "Fine, fine." So he made, he kind of fluffed around with the first one. I just I think probably the training scenes 
there there's a little bit too much of the training scenes that I, I was not the big. I mean, I already seen it in two thousand I think seven with Kung Fu Panda, so but, I was I was pretty okay with that. But I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know. Some of the, I think some of the train there was a bit too much like the weird. I th- I was I felt like no, but it goes back. But like that's how because dude, imagine without the training scenes and she just gets buried alive and she punches through a casket. You're like. What? <laughs> Chain Tatum. Forget about Chain Tatum. She punches through a casket. Yeah. What? Also, shout out. But then it goes back to like. Yeah. Into, I think that's kind of. I don't know. Shout out to Mistbusters because I was immediately able to Google. I'm like, hey, is that real? And the answer was Did no. Did you think it was real? There was a 10% <laughs> chance that I was like. I was like. He was like, I'm going to go try this. <laughs> Part of me was like, hey, if I'm ever in this situation, that's probably what I was something I would try. Because I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, why don't you just force the casket door up? And oh. I was like, oh, no, because the. the, the the weight yeah. of the dirt's all pressed down, so like it makes sense. That Which you is have the to, same like, reason that she would also die, even if she was able to punch <laughs> through the box. Yeah, but it seemed like she was swimming, so it made a little bit more sense. Yeah, swimming through the dirt makes more sense. Look, if the if the, quicksand. I was, I was thinking about it, and like, oh, is this possible? And I was thinking about the physics of it. Very clearly not. Yeah, running through uh, the physics. But anyway, that's it's number eight. Anyway, cool. Yeah, you're number seven, um, dude. This is where this is now that we've you guys have both <laughs> said it. This is where I'll say the splitting hairs thing. This is where it does get really, really hard to like, they're all really good for different reasons. Where it's like, I even had, I had a special trouble with two and three on my rankings being like, well, these have such good strengths in different areas. But like, that's also true for all the way through seven. Jackie Brown, uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was really interesting. There's a good like, I, I can see like some early, we were talking about how PTA has some like Scorsese stuff that he does in the beginning of his movies. Yeah. Like, as he was a younger director. Sure. And I see some of that in uh, Jackie Brown as well. Like, just kind of the, the uh, like, long cut and then, like, redoing a portion of it to show it from a different mm-hmm. perspective is, like, yeah. pretty interesting. Um, There's also, the like, the music. The music. Yeah. The music was really good, though. Yeah, I, I thought music. it was a great yeah, movie. movie. I just, yeah, I like others of his movies better. Cool. Yeah. Uh, is it my number seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna apologize to both of you oh, <laughs> for this one. Yes, it's in Glorious Bastards. Yes, Bastards. Bastards. Why? Well, I don't understand. Aldo Rain is like a legendary movie character. Um, I. The I get it. Hans Landa is the actual iconic movie character. More yeah, than Aldo. Like, he's a Nazi. Nazis suck. But he's one of the greatest villains, cinematic villains of all time. I mean, yeah, he's one of the more interesting. I don't know about greatest. Like most legendary, I think he's definitely up there. Really? Yeah. Like Man on the Street, you'd just be able to walk up and be like, movie movie villains. But and I Hans think like, would critically acclaimed, he won an Oscar for playing a villain. Do you know how hard that is? Uh, Joker? Joker? Uh. <laughs> yes, yeah, again, some of the most, like... Javier Bardem? Yeah, again, we're talking about some of the greatest villains of all time. Okay. Yeah, four. like, you're talking about Heath Ledger Joker, it's like, oh, sorry, he's out there with Heath Ledger's Joker. One of the, like, talking about some of the greatest villains of all time. Acting Can I talk about yeah, why this is uh, number seven? Yeah, talk about why it sucks now. Because <laughs> no, I don't think it sucks. I don't think this is like is anywhere close to like sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very good movie, uh-huh. and I really, really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Um, I just don't really get the point of this movie, um, with the rural revisionist history bit. Um, it's like you don't support killing Hitler. Wait, so why didn't you say that? About <sighs> don't once- put that on me. <laughs> Wait, why is that not a critique for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Do you understand the revisionist history there? Yeah, 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 I do. But it's such a it's a smaller um, kind of. Are you, yeah, he's saying that killing Sharon Tate is a little bit smaller than killing Hitler. Fine. <laughs> like Fine. The, like the change in history is just it's it's big. Well, also it makes to me it makes a little more sense about. Also, it's it's also because Tarantino 
went uh, in an interview said, if these guys actually existed, this would happen. And I was like, frick, dude, get off your high horse. That's a little, yeah, that's much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter, what? <laughs> Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> no. Um, also, uh, the whole, like, uh, uh, Brad Pitt and his crew, oh, the Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Um, they weren't, like, I, I think you were supposed to see them and be like, oh, that's awesome. Right? Were you yeah. not? No. <laughs> Why not? Okay. I was just like, oh, these guys are cool. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. It was it was just like a lot of tense scenes where I really, really enjoyed it. I guess the good guys, except Michael Fassbender's character, was just a little yeah. mediocre well, for we, me. We're going to save. We're going to save. Like, the most interesting part was Hans Landa and not Brad Pitt's character, in my opinion. Yes. Um, well, yeah, but like, I think... We gotta hold. Yeah. We gotta hold. We gotta uh, sit. And the tense scenes were really like really enjoyable. Like the like the, the bar, bar scene, scene? We're amazing. Gonna, we're gonna save it. I know. It's amazing. We're, we're like gonna. one of the like probably his best scene we're in any of his movies. But we're da- Andrew and I are trying to be good and not go on for fifteen minutes okay. about this. Early okay. Okay. On, okay. 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 Yeah, we'll get there. I'll, uh, so that, those are my. No, okay. I don't like to say critiques. They're more just like my opinions. Yeah, okay. preferences. All right. Next one, Peter. My next. My next, uh, my number seven is uh, Kill Bill One. Um, okay. Oh, frick. This, this, I love this movie a lot. I mean, uh, yeah. If two, if two was lower, if two was at eight, I'd, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't believe two is lower. That's like that's, the part that, that is crazy. pisses me off. That is crazy. <laughs> I, I, I always find this me off as a strong part, part one, part two. I hate the idea. But I always find the part two to be better because there's the denouement. There's the just all the final action. <laughs> Frankly, I hold these uh, like. I could very my six, seven, and eight. I can really shuffle a lot. That's and so fair. I'll, I, I like could, you could very easily talk me into one of these other movies. That's how I'm talking four, five, six. And you're talking in, into volume two more because I love the ending of volume of two. So, yeah. Of yeah. Kill Bill two. Yeah. So I could very easily put that push that one up to six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my top five are pretty much locked. But six, seven, and eight. I think I so I'll, we'll talk about that one. My yeah. number six also. But anyway, your number six. Yep. Uh, massive disclaimer here. This was my only second Tarantino movie. Um, understand the cultural significance. <laughs> I would like to rewatch it. Uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, what? Number six? Me yeah. too. Oh, awesome. Wh- what? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I, uh, well, okay. just upon reflection, this is all having to like archive way back. Yeah. It's on 2019 or 2020. I haven't rewatched it. And I haven't rewatched it. I would yeah. like to. I think I probably it. would be better served to rewatch it. But really I think good. it's, it's, yeah, yeah, I remember it being enjoyable. I remember kind of like still trying to understand more of like, Tarantino's stuff, but I thought it was really good. But definitely like these other five a lot better. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. Um, there were bits and pieces where I was like, like when I first watched it, where this is going. And when I watched it again recently with you. I was like, I see where it's going because I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, and it's like, it's not that rewatchable. Um, when I rewatched it, because I went, I went into it with you, being like, "This is such a great movie," because yeah. it was like in my top three at that point. And then I was watching it with you. I'm like, "Oh, this is a really like all these scenes I love and I and I love them." But it's like, is it rewatchable? Is it like, am I enjoying it as much? I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, still a really good movie. Um, still respect it a ton. Yeah, I. I'll talk about it because it's a bit higher up on mine. Yeah. Um, okay. Six. So number six. My number six is Django Unchained. Uh, Oof. Oof. That's low for Django. I. That's really low. There are parts of this film that are genius, and there are parts of this film that I like all of it. 
Sorry. <laughs> there are parts of this film that I... Oh, yeah, the ungenious parts of Django Unchained. All of those there's ungenious a, parts. Guys, there's a Rick Ross song that drops. Yeah. Dude, that was awesome. It's no, so cool. It's not what I want. Oh what do you not mean? What, I want. what do you mean? It's supposed to be a Western. There's a Rick Ross song? Are you kidding me? You know Tarantino. None of his movies are like supposed to be like... He, he always messes with stuff. I, yeah, but like a Rick Ross song took me out of the movie so hard. I was like, what are we doing here? Didn't it sound awesome? I, it sounded so awesome. What order? How many Tarantinos did you watch before this? Uh, this was... This was like several in, right? Yeah, this was several in. This was... Okay. I had seen... Um, so you don't have the excuse of like not knowing what he's about. So I feel like you shouldn't have been surprised of him doing like, I just like the funky zooms or like the no no no. But that stuff the is funky fine. Zooms it just is like genius. this is a period. I yeah, love so the funky. I don't like so correct good. me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that he drops in like a you know whatever. I don't think there's like weird music choices. No, there in, isn't. In Inglorious Bastards, it just seems weird. I don't weird. think so. Yeah. There's also it's in, yeah, it's a movie not. that's like treating like slavery and the brutality of slavery, and then there's like a bunch of like weird cameos and stuff and some like weird like Jonah Hill's in it for a second you're like what so wait your complaint is that we have a current slate of actors that you feel is insensitive to handle the like nuances of slavery no I just feel like it's a pretty serious <laughs> Whoa, that like, was a... thank you that was like, off the dome brutal, there's pretty brutal scenes when it comes to uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and then there's wait like, why didn't you where's this complaint with Inglourious Bastards <laughs> do you just not care <laughs> I think dude, Brad Pitt's in that movie. I think it takes the like. It's about uh, it's about the Holocaust and Brad Pitt's in that movie. He's not a that's he's not, not what Jewish. I'm about. Wait, is he supposed to be Jewish? Y- yes. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he not is. Jewish and he's playing a that's Jewish not person. What I'm talking about Hans Landa is played by a Jewish person. <laughs> what? How is a Jewish about. people playing a Nazi? Not fair. I don't even know what's happening. Taiko Tini's Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I'm completely lost. Why am I getting yelled at? Sorry, sorry. I'm just. I'm kidding. There are parts of it that I'm just. It just seemed like weird choices to be making. Uh, yeah. And so that's why that I... That makes sense. No, yeah, makes there, sense. There, there's some artistic choices that I'm that confuse yeah. me. That's five. Yeah. I'll, I'll, or yeah. It's six. 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 I'll but again, it. those three I, are very interchangeable yeah. for me. Um, I think my top five is a lot more clear. Cool. Mm-hmm. What's your five? My five is Kill Bill 2. I oh, like Kill, okay. I think Kill Bill 2 is great. I think... Uh, at first, I did have like the oh, does it drag? But then, like thinking back to it, it's like it that doesn't. needs like pretty much every minute of that it movie. It does not. Drag. I do think, I think there's a line where you're where there's like here's the appropriate amount if you must. Here's like the kind of foot stuff you can have in your movies. Oh my gosh! And then Quentin Tarantino's like, oh yeah, do you want to watch Uma Thurman step on a human eyeball with bare feet? I'm like, no. Why would I want to watch that? He's like, too bad. <laughs> and that was a bit like off-putting, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> But it's still it's, really, it's really not good. Kill Bill One where there's a whole scene about centered on Uma Thurman trying to get her wiggle her big toe. Way more okay with that than I am with watching a human eyeball. That's disgusting. I don't know. I don't need that just, in my life. The, there's just a whole scene based around that. The, the yeah. But that's nowhere near as gross as the as the <laughs> eye. Anyway, that's my one like preference difference for uh, Kill Bill. But I thought it was great. Um, I think like. It's a super interesting story. It's just very good. Hmm. Uh, my numero cinco is uh, Kill Bill 1. Um, oh, wow. That's high. Oh, heck yeah, that's high. <laughs> Frank, it deserves to be it's that a, high. It's a bit high. I, I mean, the movie's awesome. It's so good. Uh, the, from the fight scenes to the corny kind of dialogue that are meant to be corny because it's... Um, uh, looking back to like old Hong Kong yeah. Chinese movies. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. 
Um, especially that like last fights, like last big fight scene with like all the gang members. That's just so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what more to say. Cause it's like so good. I mean like, yeah, I mean I only gave it a four stars, but I loved it a lot. Yeah. Peter, number five. Uh, my number five is uh, Jackie Brown. Okay. I love this wow. movie. Yeah, Jackie Brown's great. Um, I think this is so different. This shows another side of Tarantino, especially given in the context of where this comes in his filmography. Where this is after Reservoir Dogs and how, Pulp. How can you Oh yeah, it is after Pulp. That's right. Yeah, That's it's right. after Pulp. And so like for him to adapt a novel, this is like not mm-hmm. original. This is he's this is an adaptation yeah. of a novel. Yeah. Rum Punch by El- Elmore Leonard. This is a really interesting treatment where Doesn't like, he go on to adapt like three more novels? I don't Glorious Bastards. Is that a novel? Yeah. It's about the actual like the version. There was a there was an actual like battalion of Jewish American soldiers who okay. did a lot of like But like really, I don't think that models. So they the plot. actually did exist and they didn't do that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tarantino just doesn't know his history. And then he also adapted I guess like, not really. Once upon a time, because like yeah. there was books written about and Sharon Tate, but like sorry, yeah. Um, but like Jackie Brown, it's it's a incredible tr- where it's like there's a it's a female protagonist. Uh, it's starring like it's the classic where he takes some kind of unknown actors where it's or like not super well known actors or like not the star like Michael Keaton who was Batman at the time mm-hmm. and Robert De Niro who in nineteen in the nineteen nineties was like probably the actor yeah. are supporting roles yeah. to Pam Greer. Yeah. And uh, Robert Forster, like that, like that's only Tarantino can get away with that, and it's an incredible movie. Yeah, like it's so good, it's so different. I think other directors do similar things. I think having like not Tar- no one else besides Tarantino makes unknowns and elevates them to stars and revitalizes their career. Like he was doing this way before. I mean Travolta, like Travolta is a great yeah, example. Yeah, of that. no, like that's, that, fair, that's, that's a fair. classic example of Tarantino doing this. But he does it again in Jackie Brown, yeah. and it's so much fun. Yeah, and it's like it's a much more of a. I don't know. Like I, I, this, it's a great hangout movie. I love yeah. Max Cherry. Robert Forster is Forster's it a hang Max Cherry. It's, it's a hang. I'll movie. be the first to say that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood hang movie. I mean, agree. Yeah. Um, like maybe I just want to hang out. Like Max Cherry, like the way that he also yeah. Defend your egregious, defend your egregious letterbox take. <laughs> I, Max Cherry might be <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's best written character. I just when you just talked about Hans Landa, and Aldo Rain. <laughs> Uh, I just really li- I like the way that he maybe this is more of Forster's performance, the the way that they he plays the guy that's down on his luck, but like we're not supposed to be like too sad for him. It's just kind of like this is what it is. Like he's a classic like guy in his fifties. He's like like this is just like he captures that so well, and it's very much kind of ho hum, kind of shrug, but it's still like very serious. And you see he's kind of been through a lot, and so like especially like the way that he, the way that like at the end scene where like. He kisses Pam Greer, and then like someone calls him to do his job, and he's kind of like, "Can I take? Can you call me back in thirty minutes or twenty minutes? Stuff like that." I just think that his performance is incredible in the movie, and he's not overshadowed at all by some of the other bigger stars. Uh, so he's overshadowed in terms of time that he's in the movie, I think. Yeah, but like, he, like he is like the male lead. Oh, it's, it's not like him. Sorry, you're is right. it? Yeah, yeah. Jackson. But he's like number. Jackson. He's the number two male no, lead. Yeah. yeah. In, in a film with Michael Keaton. Yeah. And Robert yeah, De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's number two. Yeah. But I just, two, I just think it's stars at the time. absolutely, absolutely crazy to say that in a, with a director who's made not one but two of like the best, the coolest characters ever in Cliff Booth and Rick Dalton. I mean, look, and then say Max Cherry's like probably my favorite Tarantino character. That's a mountain out of a molehill. I, I, I might have, I might have, I might have, which is fair. I might have. I overstayed for the bit. I might have been suffering from a bit of recency bias. <laughs> 
where I forgot. Just a bit. Uh, just a bit. Yeah, I will admit that <laughs> forgot probably, that Rick Dalton existed. <laughs> I for, I might have forgotten that I was like, oh shoot, yeah, Hans Landa, and like I just you know like <laughs> forgot about those guys. But yeah. I just I just loved I love that movie and I love that performance and it's like, like best character of his first three movies. Sure. No, I yeah, but like best character of his movies. Pretty Look, again, I might have pride. overstated. To me, to he's me. one of my favorites. He's definitely my. Okay, if we had cool. been doing ranking characters, he would have been up there. Um, wow. But that brings us to halfway through, or a little over halfway through, because mm-hmm. um, we're at five. We'll take a break and talk about our top fours. That woman deserves her revenge. And we deserve to die. Well, if this is it, old boy. I hope you don't mind if I go out speaking to kings. Move a little strange, you're gonna get a bullet. Not a warning, not a question. A bullet. All right, and we're back uh, for the last time with our top four Tarantino films. Andrew, your number four. Yes. Have we talked about it yet? No. Number four. Nope. That was my number five with Kill Bill 2. My number four, again, doing a lot of deconstructing here. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What do you mean? What? No, four is high. Well, it used to be my number two. I was going to say, this went down. Yeah. This went down two spots. I think it's great. I think it's a good hang. Because when we talked about it in our top tens, you yeah. were like, "This is this and Inglorious are like one and two for me," and yeah. now it's down to four. Yeah. Have you rewatched it recently? No. Okay. <laughs> See, this is deconstructing. All right, all right. See, this Prepare is yourself. this is happening where it's like I might even like over deconstruct, <laughs> and then in six months be like, you know, you know who's great, Quentin Tarantino. Could <laughs> be back over. It's like whoa. So there's a lot of the needles just kind of flying all over the dial yeah. here, but I do think it's super enjoyable. Obviously, I think. Like I said, from seven on, I'm splitting hairs, but I think there are more uniquely good things about the other three. Mm-hmm. I think Once Upon a Time is great. I really enjoy it. It's a good watch, but yeah. It's a good hang. It's a good hang. Peter might say. Tarantino yeah, great, might say. I just say that I'm about. To, I'm going to go a lot about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but anyway, go. Oh, boy. Dave, your number My four. My number four is Jackie Brown. Um, yeah. Ooh, that's high. There you go. I might be recency bias. We both watched it you like... Like an hour, an hour ago. ago. <laughs> um, with but, two orders of... <laughs> yep. With two orders of... Ten fat. guys. Ten, ten guys. guys. Mm, that was this awesome. This is yeah. a tasty burger. <laughs> yeah. Uber Eats messed up our order, so we got two full orders for free. Yeah. Heck Royale yeah. Big with, mistake. Did you get a Royale with cheese? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Sorry. Uh, Jackie Brown, yeah. Um, didn't like Max Cherry as much as you did. I forget about Max Cherry. But Jerry's I great. liked Pam Greer's character, Jackie she's, Brown. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. fun. A lot. Um, she, mm-hmm. uh, just how she's like a a regular woman, but fools everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, everyone being like a normal person instead yeah. of having this come some kind of secret superpower or like specialty that they ha- a, a person might have in many of other Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just very suspenseful, very good. I really liked like when they revisited the same like kind of interaction yeah. several times and they uh, Lots of reorganize fun. it. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Um, also the ending where like, yeah, uh, I watched it like a long time ago and then rewatching, I was still surprised when Michael Keaton jumps in and shoots Sam yeah. Jackson. I'm like, what? Yeah. Still. Um, and, and I knew that was going to happen. Um, and but, you pointed it out too. And it was even like before he could say anything. Like, yeah. They just got him. Like she made sure to like freak out. I think it was like, obviously partly intentional, but partly cause like he did have a gun, but like, yeah. It just happened. To oh, hundred percent. It was intentional. It, it she happened to work gun. really yeah, well yeah. for her because then he couldn't say anything against her, and she got off with it, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was just a really cool, like smooth movie. Um, In some ways, very, their yeah. thing kind of reminded me. Uh, Pam Greer, uh, Jackie Brown, and the guy Max Cherry kind of reminded me a little bit of the psycho dynamic in the beginning, where it's almost like when they agree to steal the money, and they're not as like, quite in love with each psycho? other. Psycho. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No. Psycho. When they steal the money. There's there's the money inside. Oh oh yeah. oh! Like in the like in the, the very beginning. Yeah, like very with the, beginning. With the, okay, okay. the clerk. The, the the beginning that I don't really remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just watched it, so it <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. sense. But like, there's kind of a thing where this. Sorry, that sounded sarcastic. I wasn't being sarcastic. It was the beginning because like it, it didn't really matter yeah. to the rest of the movie. Well, yeah, I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be like an yeah, interesting yeah. Like, crime thriller, and then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But basically, this couple like steals forty thousand dollars, and yeah, it yeah. kind of goes off, and it kind of felt pretty similar because you oh. kind of get the vibe that like. They might be like kind of, and that you're expecting a multi personality person to come yep, out. And pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expecting about like cross dressing yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like Sam Jackson. All of a sudden, he dies and he t- starts talking to a woman. He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> That's yeah. great. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, watch Psycho. It's amazing. <laughs> but anyway, I kind of like it was an interesting dynamic. I don't think it was intentional. I think I was just trying to pick up on something. But yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I really loved it. What is Robert De Niro doing in this movie? I have no idea. Dude, it was so funny. Dude, when he, he, was like, he wasn't where's... acting. He was just, I yeah. don't I don't know. Because like, if you think about it. He didn't say a like, word for like 10 minutes. The other movies he's in around this time <laughs> yeah. are insane. Yeah. Where it's like, Goodfellas yep. is only like a couple years before this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Heat. And then there's like, he's like probably one of the biggest. There's Heat. <laughs> Heat's a big movie. He's good in Heat. Heat's, he's, he's good in he's Heat. Good in heat. Yeah. Heat's like a big movie. Heat's a big movie. And it's like... <laughs> He's like the lead in one of the leads in Heat. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a weird, like, I'm going to pull this out, uh, like, to try to figure, you know, figure out exactly what other movies were coming out at the he same time. He just plays high. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Also, but, Quentin Tarantino does him dirty, does where it's so like, he, he starts to have, he like decides to have sex with Mel. Yeah. And then it's like three minutes later and he finishes. And the I'm like, best bit, oh, wow. The yeah. best bit in the entire movie was when Samuel Jackson's like, where's Mel? And he's like, huh, you know. Yeah, that's why. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's like, I shot him. What? Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. I thought she was going to come back alive and they're going to like a, or like she was going to live and survive and uh, like, them out. Cool. Yeah, no. I thought it was going to be kind of interesting, but like. Why did he, he just shoots her? Yeah. Just, that's she's like, so say one funny. more word. And she's like, okay, bam. bam. <laughs> she said one more word. It's a really funny movie. Yeah. It's a very Tarantino. Yeah, it is. Oh, totally. Yeah. That, do. I just don't understand because it's like, he's like got. Probably just wanted to. Or with Tarantino. That's yeah. great. I yeah. Props to him. It's just weird that he's only that role and is not in a Tarantino movie. I was going to say, he's not in another Tarantino movie. Yeah. I think he would have been great in a couple other roles, but anyway, he would have been, no- been great. Reservoir in, Dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was a Sundance movie and yeah, no budget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Kaitel kind of filled that role. Yep. He wouldn't have been anybody else. Anyway, my number four is Pulp Fiction. Uh, this movie, I agree, it's not entirely rewatchable as a unit, uh, but I have rewatched the scene Seems at the Jack Rabbit yeah. Slim's die. I just wish that that existed, where you could like sit in cars and hang out. And like have like twist contests. Yeah, that part is just also awesome. legendary. Uh, that 
uh, Tarantino uh, wrote himself the N-word to say <laughs> on screen. That bit's definitely wild. <laughs> Not the weirdest thing he's wrote himself doing. <laughs> Was it true romance? It, it's true romance. True romance. Yeah. And also... No, I mean the the one scene. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's second. It's definitely first. Uh, it's in terms of movies that he's directed where he's written himself in. Yep. And the number two is in Reservoir Dogs where he talks about the Madonna song. Yep. That's just wild that he's only in there for that. Yep. That's hilarious. Yep. Uh, this movie is, uh, I think, the best... The Like, the original kind of this is what Tarantino always wanted to do. He always wanted to tell stories like this. Yeah. And the way that he tells them, I think that it's incredible that Bruce Willis is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really great. Uh, the kind of circular storytelling really kind of makes it such a fa- fascinating movie to kind of revisit multiple times, uh, which I have. I've seen it twice. Uh, l- love the film. I uh, think it's really great, but it's my number four. So I understand why people rank it so highly. I appreciate yeah, 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 100%. it. Yeah, 100%. But it just, if I'm going to pick and choose, it's definitely my number four. Yeah. 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 Uh, my number three. I'd like the to... Middle re- Thress. I'd, uh, I'd like to rewatch this soon. Uh, Django Unchained. I think okay. it's so solid. Mm-hmm. Like, I just rewatched a couple of those shots. And like, I even remember my like mental state watching this movie for the first time. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, it was a very cool premise of like the kind of slave becomes a bounty hunter. Then like the Zoom started happening. Like it started to become a Tarantino movie. And I was like, oh, weird. And then like it got to the dinner scene with, um, with Leo. And I was like, whoa, this movie's awesome. And then mm-hmm. it had him like shoot up the whole place. Mm-hmm. And that one's like montage is amazing. Mm-hmm. Movie's mm-hmm. so good. It's 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 amazing. I'd like to rewatch it, honestly. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, my number uh, three, three is uh, Kill Bill Volume Two. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's solid. Um, so this kind of ends my uh, this movie from this movie and down is where I had struggled. My top two, there was no real struggle with like mm-hmm. what was number one and what was number two. Um, it was kind of set in stone. But uh, yeah, I initially had this movie as below Kill Bill One. Um, just cause I don't like, for some reason, didn't remember this one as much as Kill Bill one. Um, but when I rewatched it, we watched it pretty recently. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't think it dragged at all. No. Um, it like every like, um, uh, chapter was uh, so compelling. The characters were so interesting. And, um, I mean, they were like, I mean, I guess they're all, all kind of similar, but like even like just Bill, uh, not Bill. Um, what's his name? Who? Um, Bill's brother. Oh, uh, Michael Madsen. The Michael Madsen character. Michael, yeah. yeah Michael, yeah. I was trying to remember his name. Um, Dude uh, gets murked. Uh, yeah. Murked hard. Destroyed. Bud. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yep. But like the, his whole kind of arc that he had in the movie was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just a really, really good movie. It like uh, becomes really a thing. A lot. It, it's like a very... Like, and he so, dies just by a snake. Someone which is explaining also kind of cool. someone explaining something to someone who's dying is yeah. like a thing that happens in a lot of Tarantino movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot. But she did it in a way that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that ending scene where it's like she like enters a house and like it's his daughter. It's her daughter with Bill. And like they're playing shoot. And I'm like, and then she starts like kind of crying and then plays along. And I'm like, oh. The quiet, this is, a, the quiet scenes in this movie are incredible. Which yeah. is, it, they, sh- they have no right to be as good as they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the ending scene where it's like, it manages to be half ridiculous, half incredibly touching and powerful. Where it's like he takes the steps yeah. and you're like, like yeah. that hits and it hits hard. hard. Um, I would love to see a volume three. Oh, uh, with um, with Maya Hawk, Hawk or with yeah, that would be an incredible movie. I would just, 
I would just love to see my hog. <laughs> <laughs> I hesitated. Um, you good? A good minute there. Good? Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, uh, I'd love to see Volume I... Three. I think it'd be really cool. I don't know what it would be about because the, you know it's about a revenge, yeah. but like that'd be really cool. I also really love the training scene. I don't know why. I just, yeah, that's I heard talking like, about that. Like sure, like cultural appropriation, whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, it was really cool. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it wasn't exactly like give or take, but it wasn't like this is the best thing ever for me. It was just, oh no, no, it was, it was like the best thing ever in the movie. Yeah, like yeah. sure by like far, but like it was like oh this is cool. This yeah. is like they're fighting against each other, and like she's like using all these different um, yeah. weapons, and he's just dodging all of them. I'm like, this is sick. Also, I didn't know this. I just learned it watching Kill Bill 2. But the reason that all of the, uh, the what are they called? The Furious Five and Kung Fu Panda <laughs> yeah. are the different animals that they are is because those are all different forms of Kung Fu. Well, yeah. I and just learned yeah. that. When, when <laughs> we were watching it, she's, she's like, I, I know. Uh, tiger crane style. I was like, you can't be my eagle style. I'm like, he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, where, yeah. Does, where does Kung Fu Panda rank on your favorite Tarantino movies? Rick, man. I don't know. <laughs> Number one. Dude, it was, for a minute, I was like, they're really, how did, first of all, Crush Rumors not get killed for this. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda is a great, great film. Oh, solid. Yeah, great film. But so like, fun. think yeah. about it. Like, Outsider. I've seen all three. So, seen all I haven't three. seen the third one. Me too. Uh, outsider comes good. to get training. There's a special move yeah. that he does on the bad guy yeah. at the very end. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot like Kung Panda. But of course, Tarantino's stealing from a lot of other movies at the same sure, time. So sure, like, sure. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all of his movies are stealing from something. Yeah. All movies are stealing from something. Oh. Got me. Oof. Got us there. All right. Told you I've been deconstructing. Yeah. <laughs> Is it now? Is your number three? No, nah, it's my number three. Yep. Uh, my number three is Reservoir Dogs. Uh, this jumped the most on rewatch. Where yeah. this was, yeah, this was eight. <laughs> You're like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was. This was this one from three and a half to four and a half on rewatch. Uh, maybe, maybe people don't have to like get shot to die. Oh my god. <laughs> the movie hits differently when you understand what it's really about. When you understand like kind of what the movie is building to. Uh, the movie is not building to the showdown. It's building to the final scene between Kaitel and Tim Roth. I think it's building to both. No. No, it's yeah. always building no. to that. It's when th- he finally like comes out as the... When he s- says he's a cop. And yeah. you just see the devastation on Kaitel's face. Yeah. And you watch the whole movie again with knowing that he's a cop and you see the first scene. Completely different film. Yeah. Completely different movie. It, it is... It makes the opening, not the opening scene at the, at the, at the diner, but the first scene after the yeah. title shot. Yeah, where they shot. Where, they where, shot. where they're in the car... You see, you just everything is so different. Um, this movie is just like so much of what Tarantino would be is captured in this film. Uh, and think, it's also like it gets a bump on my ranking because it's so rewatchable. Where it's like the number of times where I've been hanging out at my house and I've got like less than two hours and I'm like, and I've got a ton of movies that I can watch because of you know physical media. Woohoo! But Reservoir Woo-hoo, Dogs, Netflix, is, well, me too. Well, Reservoir <laughs> Dogs is one of the first movies that I bought, and I was just like. Oh man, I could just, I could just. Yeah. There's the number of times where I'm like, do I just want to rewatch Reservoir Dogs? It happens think, a lot. It's I think like it was, once every week. I've or so. watched Re- Reservoir Dogs the most out of his movies. That will probably be the. In, if you talk to me in a year, that will probably be the case where I've seen it the most. I've, I've watched only seen Glorious, twice. I've seen Glorious four times. Um, I've seen Glorious. I think what's interesting about Reservoir Dogs to me, most of all, is the fact that it's an action movie with not much action in it. It's an action movie that's like executed all by talking, which I think is pretty interesting. Especially for his first movie. Like, that's so interesting. I don't know if it's an action movie. Well, it's like about a heist, kind of, sort of. And, like, I think it's just interesting that it's all done through, like, talking out what's happening. And, like, definitely that last third of it feels like a secret Hitler where you're like, what's going on? Like, who's who? You mean mafia for the listeners? Yeah. No one really knows what secret Hitler is. You sound like a Nazi. It's a thing. 
Are you a Nazi? No. It's pretty well known. I it's think well the game's thing. pretty well known. Uh. All right. Well, whatever. Super pretty underground much. game called Spikeball that we played too. <laughs> <laughs> or Pickleball. Yeah. I don't know pickleball. if you've heard. Uh, my number two. Your number two. Inglourious Bastards. Mm. Super solid movie. Yeah. yeah. We've already talked about it. Mm. Hans Landa's cool. Yeah. Elder Rain's cooler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, For, cooler, cooler. Wait, wait yes. a Nazi's sorry, cooler than Elder Rain. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're way cooler. Are you the Nazi? <laughs> Um, fascist <laughs> I, I just think it's that, like from the get from the jump that's probably one of I can't think of a I'm trying to think of a better opening scene in a Tarantino movie other than Hans Landa going in that house that and doing the little oh dialogue with the farmer and then the farmer the guy starts crying because he knows that like he's gonna it's dude that movie that starts and it's like so tense and then it's, the music is swelling as she's running away and you're like, have you seen the, uh, see? the, the, the scene breakdown of that scene no it's actually really interesting um, the way that it does of uh, shots and reverse shots, oh, okay. and then uh, it kind of like shows the difference between like even their smoke pipes and like there's it's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just it's so interesting. Like, yeah, from the jump, I think that's the most grabby like yeah. start to a Tarantino movie because I mean you have like what there's like the, all of his are really good in different ways. Yeah. Like you have the talking at the diner in Reservoir yeah, Dogs, that's the most grabby which is for a, me. which is really cool and enjoyable, but like grabby, like so I don't know. It's just so. Good. Yeah. I think that, that one scene, and then from the jump, you're like, I think it's his most, like, his the movie that swells with the most action most often in the movie, which makes sense because it's a war movie, but it's just really cool. And, like, the bar scene is also, like, super tense and, like... The bar scene is in conversation for one of my favorite scenes ever. Really? In movies. I think it's my... I think it's, in, it's close to the top of my, like, Tarantino scene. It's my favorite Tarantino scene. It's so good. It is so... Ar- I think... Something. This is also my number two, so I'm gonna we're gonna oh, yeah, lump, yeah. lump our conversations together. This sure. is my number two. The fact that he's writing dialogue in languages that he doesn't speak, yeah, and manages yeah. it to be so like tense, yeah, like the the man like that is just is is an incredible accomplishment yeah. that most of the movie is not in English. But would it be as tense if he knew German or French? But uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but the, like, that doesn't affect anything. The fact that he's like, that's it's just so incredible the way that that works, where he's yeah. able to do all of like craft dialogue, craft these tense scenes when most of the time the characters are not speaking English, is incredible. Um, I just don't understand how that how this isn't talked about more. Google Translate. I'm kidding. I, but even then, that doesn't work. Like the part of part of the the brilliance of the bar scene is. Picking up on specific German yeah. customs, yeah, where it's like the way that he signals mm-hmm. for drinks. That's what gets it, yeah. and it's like that. But that whole scene is on edge. Yeah. And Fassbender's incredible in that role. Fassbender's he's so good. Really good. He's so good, and it's yeah. like he's barely in the movie. And it's yeah. like we remember him. We remember Hans Landa, which is one of you know he's incredible. Where he overshadows Hitler as a villain. Yeah. Uh, Aldo Rain is in a completely different film, and yet is incredible and so funny. Yeah. Um, I wish that we had had Adam Sandler as the Bear Jew. That would have been just a legend. That was talked about, right? That was talked yeah. about. Yeah, that's almost happened. That would have just that's been... That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Yeah, it's just really good. Yeah. Um, I like... A, I love a really well-done war movie. And yeah. so if Tarantino's going to do that, I'm there. Yeah. It's a war espionage. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, kind no, of, no, kind no, of, yeah, Like, yeah. His, historical... I wasn't, like, correcting you. I yeah, was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, super super solid. It's so many really cool things packaged into one. Also, uh, I think it's probably more rewatchable than several of his others. I'd say to me. I, I I've only wa- I've, I've not had the opportunity to rewatch this. Yeah. Um, you I've, rewatch English Bastards. 
Yeah, I've only seen it uh, once. Okay. I watched it the same weekend as Goodfellas, so oh, that was solid. a pretty great weekend. How many times have you seen it? I've seen it three times. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, this is really good. This is probably my. This is the movie that uh, I think is his best. I think it actually is his masterpiece. Mm. Although mm. I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more, but I think this is his masterpiece. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is your number one. Spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. There's only one left. Now that we've this <laughs> is my. Si- I mentioned is my sixth favorite movie. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my number third uh, two. Two. My We're on two. two. Is Django Unchained. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is like this is when like. From like three and down, this is like the big step up for me. Okay. Uh, Django Unchained. I've watched this movie several times, and each time I'm just amazed by everything in this movie. Like from the first, uh, uh, um, from the first, like it's like, um, are you positive? Like, oh no, what is it? What is it? Uh, when he points out the 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 the, the people on the wanted list for the yeah. first time at the, it's oh, like, yeah. are you? Are you sh- like what it was the kind of dialogue? But I don't remember. Yeah, but anyways, like from that, from like the the chemistry um, between uh, the 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 two partners, yeah, um, to Leonardo DiCaprio's crazy performance, and like um, actually cut his hand open, yeah, because he was whole... mad at himself for like not pulling it off, and like he felt bad about saying the n word, fair, and <laughs> he uh, Samuel Jackson was like giving him a hard time about it, and like kind of like pissing him off to get him better at it, yeah, and he like slammed his hand out on the table in the beginning of the take. Yeah. Busted his hand wide open, and Tarantino's like, "Keep rolling." And yeah, then yeah. just rolled through it. Same thing happened in Nightcrawler with Jay Jonah Hall, by the way. Mm. It's a cool movie. Um, Continue. Yeah, right. uh, Samuel L. Jackson being the the most hateable person, other than Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Yeah, is like really, uh, like really cool. Like yeah. how he's just riddling him like that. Um, the 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 chemistry between Kerry Washington and uh jamie fox jamie fox um mm-hmm. because like even if they're like because they're not even in the movie like a lot together yeah but like right when like the right when they meet like the chemistry just kind of sparkles and it's so there i'm like wow that's amazing um and i do did like the rick ross okay <laughs> up here i was like yeah. this is awesome it's like the scene was already awesome and i'm like oh this is awesome yeah. <laughs> I think I appreciate the Tarantino films where the violence, because his movies are known for the violence, mm-hmm. where the violence are u- is used in like a very artful, or like in a way that's like, this is conveying the truth of what was actually going on, where it's like, this is a very, like, Django is a very like tough, but it's a tough accurate, watch. Tough, yeah. but oh, accurate sure. view of what like the real horrors of slavery was like. Yeah. Um, the same thing with Bastards where it's like kind of displaying the horror of the Nazis yeah, but then uh, just changes I appreciate when directors <laughs> I was making like a point like it's no big director. deal I'm sorry <laughs> it's, not, it's not what I was doing <laughs> not what I was saying uh, but I, I think that the thing that I, I the thing I appreciate the most about specifically this is that the performances are so incredible in, in Django oh. where it's like oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio was not nominated for an Oscar for this performance I don't think so yeah, yeah. I don't think so no, no, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, for yeah, yeah. whatever's candy, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, that's insane. Uh, yeah, some of the Monsieur Candy or something. Yeah, he, that's insane. I, I mean, don't understand how that. Daniel Day Lewis won it for Lincoln that year, so I mean, no, but in support, like in supporting actor. Oh, that was supporting. Supporting actor. Who was supporting actor? Christoph Waltz did. Oh, for for the dentist. Yeah, which I think that deserved more than Leo. I'm not saying he should have won. I'm saying he should have been nominated for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why he wasn't nominated. But like, frankly, I could see. I could have seen Waltz, Samuel L. Jackson, and DiCaprio all getting nominated. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So maybe that's what happened. That they split votes. Um, sure. But like, uh, no one should beat Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln. So I don't think Jamie Foxx had a shot. But like, yeah. we needed some 
like there's deserves some some representation there. They're, yeah. they're all incredible, incredible performances. Um, some of my favorite, like some of the best performances in a Tarantino film. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's your number um, two. I think real quick. I or think it's your number. Your number two. My right? number two. Your number two. It's fair to say I think that Tarantino makes has fun with like serious topics, right? Like or sure. serious kind of stories. Yeah. Does he make light of them? Because that's a very common critique, uh, especially for Django and um, and Glorious Bastards. Do you guys think he makes light of them in any way? Because I definitely think it's it's table stakes that he has fun with them, which is fine because Taika Waititi has fun with Jojo Rabbit, but also I think does a very artful thing in bringing it home. But um, I don't know if we could say the same for Tarantino. What do you guys think? I think for Inglorious, I think it's definitely a little bit... It kind of treads the line. Treads the line a little bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, just because, like, I don't think there... Other than the first scene, like, I don't think there was, like, a, ever, like, a serious, like, heartbreaking scene of the Holocaust or any of, like, the Jews right. being mistreated. Other than, like, the German people, like, just making fun of Jews. And being racist, yeah. Yeah, and being, yeah. Um, but with Django, there's, like, several moments where it's, like, this is hard to watch because, like, yep. Carrie Washington is taken yep. out of the hot box. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like yeah. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is, like, like banging her head or, like, watching two slaves fight. Yeah, like, that's, that's the hard And not part. making light of it, of those situations. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think, like, in a way... I, he does. He does give him let himself say the n word in an Australian accent in, the, in, in Django. Django. At the end. Sure but, does. Uh, the, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. What do you think, Peter? I think that he. I think his dialogue can at times, but I think the violence does not. And I think that that is like. I've also seen it be said for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for the last scene about like just being so like outrageous with the flamethrower as to like. And it's a much smaller scale, right? Like we talked about. It's like, I think that's a bit, a bridge too far. But. No, I like that part. What do you mean the dialogue? I just think that like there are elements that make, that insert lightheartedness that could take away some of the seriousness of the topic. Yeah. But the violence always conveys the seriousness of what's going on. Where like, I don't like, that's, that's where I'm a bit more kind of. Really? You think the last part of Inglorious Bastards was like serious? I'm talking like maybe not the last part. Um, that was more of like a like or, a like a suck it Hitler. Okay. Or in a way, like so was Django. Uh, there's it's more serious. More yeah, serious, yeah, yeah. But I think in the same because it's like I I'm sorry I I can't control and shoot Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. That's like a very like heartfelt scene. Yeah, that part's yeah yeah. And that's how he kills the slave owner while it, he kills Hitler by being like oh well the place is burning now. Yeah. So. Um, it's a fair question. I don't. I don't think it's hard for me to say that because I don't have any particular personal connection to either one of the stories that are most criticized. So I right. can't really feel like that he was doing it. Like it's just hard for me to say. I think that. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. I, like I don't feel able to really speak too authoritatively about it. But yet here we are. I would say more that where we speak things authoritatively. Yeah, I don't. Know, I, I don't think <laughs> I. I was not. There was not any point really in Django where I was like, "This is insensitive." Um, yeah, yeah. I actually like. I'm more bothered by the scene in Pulp where he's almost yeah. like excessively saying the N word. Yeah. Than yeah. in uh, Django. Yeah. It's funny. I think people give Django and and Chorus a lot of crap for that kind of critique, but I also think 
like to your point, I think the dialogue should also be in the crosshairs if we're talking about. Yeah, but also like when did these movies come out? Like right, that's another thing too. Is like, like Paul. Uh, Pulp was really Paul was old. Um, and Glorious and Django is like when the whole yeah yeah no no and I think that's newer. But I that, just thought it was an interesting question. I like saw it on a thing yeah, somewhere. Yeah. That was a good question. Yeah. 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 So I, what's your number one? Number one, <laughs> uh, surprise surprise. <laughs> For now, <laughs> hateful eight. And who knows? This is the biggest delta between R two, yeah, and you, where it's like the average, like yeah. yeah. Well, no, because we had we had something that was like no, but hateful eight is both of our number nine. Yeah, it's true. So we're number one. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll watch Death Proof. Let me cook, and then maybe Death Proof will be my number favorite. Most certainly not. Um, most certainly not. Wait, if you want to watch it, you can watch it. I won't be there. Okay, I don't really want to. Be there. If, yeah. if you guys say it's not worth it, I'm good. <laughs> You thought, um, you thought this, the feet shots in Kill Bill 2 were Wait, just, to, to, to metric, like, would you have said if I hadn't seen Hateful Eight that it's worth a watch, even though you didn't like it so much? Yeah. Okay. I would say Hateful okay. Eight's yeah. worth a watch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Solid. Mm-hmm. So I'm then just, I definitely don't even I, I liked not, Hateful Eight. I, when I watched well, Hateful Peter, when, No, no, no. When I, watched, when I watched Death Proof, I was like, yeah, I definitely could have skipped this. When I watched Hateful Eight, I'm like, ah, this was fine. It wasn't really fine. Like, not your cup of tea, but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under, Death like, Proof, like, this was bad. Yeah. Good for the Tarantino zeitgeist. Yes. Yeah, de- death proof. Yeah. Like you're not um, missing anything, and yeah. you don't need to really explain it. I think you guys. Yeah, I've heard enough. The listeners have yeah, we're done. had we're enough. Done. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to talk about this movie anymore. Hey, give it a week. You know, I might have a new favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, my number one is Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Um, I mean, it's I've watched this movie the most out of all. Like of what them. five, six times? Probably more. Oh, uh, five. Yeah, six times. Six, yeah. seven times. Yeah, okay. yeah. Is there Actually. a character that you are like? What What keeps bringing you back to this film? Just, I mean, there's like so many rewatchable scenes that I, mean, I just want to yeah. watch. And like, I have watched the ear them. Like, cutting scene number one. Big fan of the ear cutting scene. Dude, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but it's just like so musical. You know what I mean? It's just so well, like, like weirdly well choreographed and like really like yeah. just interesting to watch. Um, but no, not my number one. Okay. Um, but like, um, like the the whole uh, like weird sexual. Uh, bit with like them two like wrestling and then calming down and talking. Yeah. Um, which is like really weird. Which bit? The Madsen. There's a Madsen, Madsen and um I forgot his other. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Um like but then they're like weirdly wrestle in a really sexual way and yeah. I think every time I watched it, but like and then they go talk about business and like every time like especially the whole bit where um I think my favorite uh part is when he tells a story, um. To uh, where Tim Roth's character tells a story. Yeah. Of, yes. Of the that's bathroom. a cool. That's a that's great. That's a great. You get to see him rehearse it. Yeah. yeah. You get to see him rehearse it and actually tell it and, and talk about. And why in a way, like adds the details. Yeah. Exactly. Like and then even like it's that's storytelling, right? That's yeah. like what Tarantino loves doing: storytelling. Yeah. And like he gets to write a story in the story. Um, also, like it's still tense as he like tells a story. Like as the four yeah. guys look, yeah. like four cops looks back and then they start talking again. Like yeah. it's still very tense for no reason. Um, I uh, love the di- diner scene. Diner scene yep. is just yep. just one of the greatest one of dialogue. The, one of the best introduction scenes to a movie. Yeah. Where you understand what most people are about exactly. immediately. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's like it's like that's the quote, intro quote for this podcast was taken from the diner scene. Yeah. Um uh like I don't tip that's legendary. I like I rewatched that scene a lot. I rewatched the 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 cop um, rehearsing scene a lot, but like I like I always want to watch, except for the diner scene, want to watch these sh- scenes in context of the movie, yeah. and which is why I think I revisit it a lot because mm-hmm. it's just like I just want to see these in context, um, again, 
Um, especially, and it's also the last scene is just so heartbreaking. Oh, it's devastating. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's me. And then he ends up shooting both him and the other guy. And then you hear the police sirens. I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Solid. my number one is once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, big this, surprise. <laughs> it's funny. Actually, th- both you and I picked the first Tarantino movie we watched is our favorite. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think no, that's, yeah, yeah, I think it's noteworthy. Uh, this film also his most recent. You could say also most, that's probably a reason for it. This is kind of most honed. Yeah, I would say it's, it's his most honed yeah. movie. Yeah, I think that this is the. I don't know. Yeah. It, watching, I think watching all of the other, all other nine Tarantino movies helps me view this one more in context. To be to be honest, I have not rewatched all of this movie since I've rewatched all of the other uh, since I've watched all the other ones. Um, so maybe watching it again. I'll be down to watch it again, Peter. I will be down to watch it again whenever you watch it. Sounds good. Okay. But you can't promise? I Can you or can you not promise? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I love audience. that this is becoming a bit. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I'll, I'll, I promise I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Whoa. Can I get I, on this promise? <laughs> you, you live here, so I, yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I think. I, cool. Frankly, there are a lot more movies that I'd yeah. be down to watch, uh, that I need to watch for a first time. So I'm yeah. not in a huge rush to rewatch it. Uh, although I will do rewatch scenes all the time, so yeah, yeah. Uh, this this movie no promises on those. This movie is one of my favorite hangs of a film. Uh, I just love being able to throw it on. I love the relationship between Brad and Leo. I think it's some of the most fun in a movie. Uh, is it better than his Brad's relationship with Clooney? Oh, in in any other reading. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair question. Um, I think that they are very different. Um, I think I like. I think I like oceans more. I think you broke Peter. It's <laughs> a fair question. Dang it, that's hard. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, mean, yeah. Brad Pitt plays a different character in both. Yeah, he plays a different character in both. Their dynamics uh, are different. Yeah, I think. Oh, are we still good to go for Halloween as, as Cliff Booth and Rick Dalton? <laughs> I'm so ready for that. I'm very down. I'm so ready for that. I found the yellow shirt on Amazon. Did you Did really? I tell you? Yeah, I found the Supreme and like the with the red. Oh, and, awesome. and then the yellow like Hawaiian shirt. Oh, thing awesome. Goes. We can walk into a room. Uh, we first of all, we don't have a hollow. Are we gonna throw? We're gonna have to throw our own Halloween party just for the in order, in order for us to dress up like that. Uh, Dave, I know your face is I saying, "Would you be Bruce Lee?" Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Frick off! <laughs> he, he turned it down. Of course I did. <laughs> I'll yeah. be sure and Would you want to be? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Sharon you know, <laughs> Tate? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite. I just like, this is the movie that I would want to revisit all the time. Uh, and the reason it gets the edge over Inglorious is because it's a much better hang than Nazi Germany. Fair. So, Fair. Uh, yeah, who would have thunk? Yeah. I mean, yeah <laughs> 1970s <laughs> Hollywood. 1940s war tour Germany. Also, I, uh, Charlie Manson family. <laughs> Holocaust. I, also, also, I think I mentioned this before, but I bought the the soundtrack on CD yeah. and listened to it when I drive yeah. around. That's it's true. kind of annoying. No, not annoying in the sense of it's bad. It's like every time there's an ad that comes up, I'm like, what the heck ad is this? And he's like, no, it's a soundtrack. I'm like, oh, okay. It's, it does make me feel pretty great when someone's like, oh, are we listening to the radio? It's like, no. Because I made fun of you. Listen for to the fake radio. radio. It's yep. better. Yep. <laughs> I promise. No, but like right, right when you like listen to it, like where you in the car and we were listening, I'm like, Peter, you listen to the radio? What are you, 50 years old? Yeah. He's like, yeah, actually, I'm from the 70s. <laughs> yes. I just think it's cool to drive around and feel like I'm Brad Pitt. Sue me. Wait, 70s is 50. Oh, well. 
Yeah, frick. Quick maps. That's well very done. fast. Well done. Uh, anyway, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. Does anyone have any final thoughts before we conclude? Um, um, you guys excited for the film critic or whatever? The I don't think I know enough about it to be excited. Or <laughs> yeah, not. I'm, I don't know how but I feel about it. But he's, he's, he's your guy. Of, he's your guys. Well, a bunch, oh. of, a bunch of stuff got debunked. Originally, they were like, hey, so-and-so casted this guy, this guy, and Bruce Willis before he like forgets everything else. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then like, all that coming? got... Uh, twenty twenty. Well, I mean, not with the strikes anymore. Yeah, probably like twenty six. Yeah, like he's I have, old. I have huh? a Quentin Tarantino is old. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Like sixties. He's not seventy six. I will see whatever movie he wants to make. But no, no, oh, me too. Out. Will he but come like, out of retirement? That's my question. I don't know. Frankly, I don't think it's a question. I've think... I've read. I've not read it entirety. I've read the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novelization. I read that in its entirety, and I've skimmed through some cinema speculation. They're both it, bad. They're both not great. Yeah. yeah. I would prefer him to. I listened not. to the audiobook of Cinema Speculation, yeah. and the first uh, chapter is read by yeah. uh, him, and mm-hmm. the others aren't. Yeah, they have to be read by him to, for it to be good. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I don't think that in the novelization Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is really weird. Uh, it's would much better served as a movie. I love the movie, and yeah. I did not like the book. So mm-hmm. uh, keep that in mind. I just he also might just be a bad book writer. He probably is. Um, because both of his books have not been particularly good. I would love for him if he wanted to write plays or something instead. That would be really fun. Or wanted to write mm, play versions yeah. of some of his movies. He already wrote a play. It's called The Hateful Eight. Oh it, happens, it happens in the same place, on the same stage. It's a play. I think that, I don't know. I just I think that would be really fun to do things like that. Uh, or if he wants to you know, make TV. or I don't know. I don't know what he wants to do. Get rid of writing books. That's what he wants to do. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for what he has next. Uh, but I... It's hard for me to get excited for something that's super far down the line. So yeah. I'm excited for it, but I don't know what I'm excited yeah, about. But yet. you're excited for the wager. See, but like I know at least what that's about, <laughs> which is so awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like sure. that's I, at least if I have a better sense of what it would be about, I could be more excited. It's just about so it. wild that the, that movie is already getting hype before Killers even came out. That's kind yeah. of so wild. Yeah. I. That's how much of an institution Martin Scorsese yeah. is. Yeah. And it's also like that. That book was extremely well received both books were extremely well received yeah. same author so it makes oh, sense that, oh, yeah cool uh i own them both i haven't read the wager yet but All i'm right. excited about flex. it flex uh it's what that i bought the book and haven't read it yeah it's not that's not a flex well the it's, first one was i uh, said flex as you were explaining okay. you didn't read the second yeah, one i'm sorry yeah okay <laughs> anyway i did read killers though i've read killers of flower moon all the way through so i loved it it's a really great book cool. uh i think it was really good yeah it's really great uh next week we will be doing our movie swap are we doing Maybe, that or time? we can talk about Gran Turismo. Oh yeah, we do watch Gran and Turismo. And Blue Beetle, we could watch. We could or watch yeah, Blue we could watch Blue Beetle. We could do a, I don't think we have enough for either one of those. I don't think so. So we'd have to watch both uh, and then do like thirty thirty. I mean, I could talk about Gran Turismo forever. Uh, I could laugh about Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah, forever. that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, hey, bro, you mad, bro? <laughs> that's a that's merely a foretaste <laughs> of the awful dialogue. <laughs> I think they'll be sick that week. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I was sick about. to watch the movie. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we 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 have watched the other three. We have watched all the movies for the movie swap, which we were uh, Decision to Leave, rep- recommended by Dave. One day rep- recommended by Andrew as a thought experiment. And he, no, 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 no. I said, no, no. No. I said the, go back. I said the day I recommended. It, I was like, I'm curious no, what you guys think. I'm not going to include that in here. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Heat uh, recommended by me. So we've all seen those films. We've already. It's so interesting. We, it's just we, so. We, interesting. I can't wait for that pod. That's going to be a wild. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting. Can't wait pod. for it. Uh, so yeah, but that's that's what's coming up in the future. Uh, we have seen Gran Turismo. Are we going to see Blue Beetle? I mean, I was going to plan to sometime. Okay, I'm not opposed to it. I don't know if I will. Uh, I don't know if I'm We're also going to see, see The it. Nun, so. 
Oh, happy to book you a ticket. Skipping, <laughs> skipping that, skipping that hard. Is it the nun or the nun two? It's the nun, nun two. two. Sorry. Oh, sorry. The so nun first nun was bad. Why are you going to see the second one then? Because it's part of the Conjuring universe, and I love the Conjuring. Conjuring one two, yeah. amazing. Yeah, if you uh, see me, are... at, if you see me at that theater, um, I'm held there against my will. Please call the police. <laughs> call for help. Yeah, it's definitely a cry for help. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's the same way that Chalamet was. Uh, yeah. When you, yeah. you said Chalamet, like, someone someone hacked in my letterbox. <laughs> yeah, it said Chalamet. Maybe he was the hate's overrated. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of the pod. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Dave for producing us and figuring out what was going on with the sound from last week. So this week should be a lot better, hopefully. Hopefully, Lord willing. Hopefully that Amen. works out. And then uh, shout out to uh, Audrey and Jackson for putting up with their older brother. We will catch you all next week.